this flyover clip. You're kind of known as like gold and silver guy, but you could be doing anything. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's like I, if I could come to you with any kind of like, you know, you could you could advise me investing and go a million different directions. Um, but, but I, I guess before we go there, let's just kind of go back to even like money, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe even like a thousand years ago, 800 years ago, 2000 years ago, like people have always needed, you know, okay, well, you've, you've got uh, a goat. I'll trade you 12 chickens or something. You know, there's like this, but it's kind of inconvenient. And so this idea of, of, okay, I have a net worth of X amount of, of whatever, but it was always weighed in, in gold or silver or something valuable. Cause it was tangible, mm-hmm. you know, they like, you know, wooden coins, you know, weren't probably going to be, you know, valuable, you know, because they just they're all over the place. So so gold and silver. But it was inconvenient for travel and carrying around with this. Somebody's going to come along with a baseball bat and bam, took all your net worth. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's kind of heavy to carry. Right. And so so the idea of like I'm in Kansas City and if I was going to go to, to, to St. Louis, you know, for a trip, I can't take all my money with me. So I might take my gold and silver and I, I give it to an institution and they probably give me a piece of paper. And when I get to St. Louis and say, this guy's good, this guy's solid for, you know, X amount of units of whatever, because they're promising this guy in St. Louis that they're holding gold and silver for me or something of value. You know, is that kind of basically how kind of money came along? And then you got these old promissory notes of, of, I can't carry the gold with me, Mm -hmm. but I I need something that says, you know, okay, here, hereby says it's got, Kirk's seal. Kirk says, I'm good for this amount of money. And if I'm short, Kirk will back it up. Right. You know, some version of that. And then we've just kind of been jockeying with that all along to kind of end up where we are today. And everybody, we've always had these fiat currencies because it's easier to carry around. But none of them work out long term. They, they don't work mm-hmm. out long term. And, and currency is just a means of exchange. That's all that it is. So to have something that qualifies as a currency it has to be small, portable, valuable, scarce, and something that other people would recognize. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all it is. So it could be beads. Um, you could use bullets as currency. You could use vodka as currency. It might not be convenient, but it's it could be portable. You can carry it around. Mm-hmm. Other people recognize what it is, right? So you could use a lot of stuff for currency. This is like a barter economy. Mm-hmm. So, But that becomes confusing because everything is different. It, one day, some guy might say, well, yeah, you can have five dozen eggs for one bottle of vodka, but the next day it's like, I don't need any more vodka. I just got it. So today, five dozen eggs is going to be a 72 bullets because I'm out. Mm-hmm. Or the next day it could be, uh, yeah. I don't need any of that, but give me, you're a farmer, give me like a, a five gallon pail of grain for these eggs. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exchange, but it becomes really awkward. So right. this is where coinage came into play way back thousands and thousands of years ago, right? Well, that becomes heavy. And in society, we start looking for convenience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just like we are now. Sure. So so that barters type weird stuff turned into coins. Coins turned into paper dollars. Paper dollars turned into credit yep. cards. Credit cards turned into a digital thing or a chip on your hand or anything else, right? <laughs> yeah. It just becomes getting easier and easier and easier yep. and easier. So- this is where we're headed. Mm-hmm. So it got it's come to a point though now, the easier something gets, and everything changed in 1944. Well, actually, everything changed in the early 1900s with the Federal Reserve Act. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here in America, 
you know, Which central the federal banks, reserve's not even part of the government. Is that right? No, it's not federal, nor is it reserve. It's good. It's good branding, though. <laughs> yeah, good no marketing. Kidding. I mean, it's a good name for what they want it. To, yeah, because it creates for, this image of like, oh, well, federal, yeah. federal reserve. That sounds like yeah, yeah, they got money backing the country and it's part of the government. It's like right. neither is true. Mm-hmm. It's basically a cartel owning seven families that own this, and they 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 tricked the the Congress into saying, oh yeah, let's pass the Federal Reserve mm-hmm. Act. And we'll print the money and, and charge the government interest, the U.S. Treasury interest, to print the money. It's like, wait a second. It's like the best gig ever. That's a sweet right. racket right there. Yeah, yeah, because now they're all worth trillions of dollars, right? The, I mean, imagine the, the, the bankers that own the Federal Reserve and keep printing money out of thin air, yeah. keep mm. charging the U.S. government interest, which is us, yeah. right? So, so that changed everything for America. Then... But it, it, before that, we were backed by gold. We had a currency that was backed by gold. Mm-hmm. And you could interchangeably use one ounce of gold or a $20 bill. And the key is, what would it buy you, right? Mm-hmm. So this is the insidious hidden tax of inflation that I'm okay. about to describe. So so back in the 1920s, one ounce of gold has a $20 face value on it. Okay. Or a $20 bill. You could go to Sears. You could go to the bank. You could do whatever you wanted to, whatever was around Either back way. then. Get a finely tailored men's suit, a shirt, a tie, a belt, and shoes, right? That's what that would buy you. But you fast forward to today, 20 bucks, you can't even get a pair of socks, Mm-mm. right? I mean, yeah. seriously. Yeah. But but the one ounce of gold at close to $2,000 an ounce still gets you that same the, thing. The, this shirt, tie, belt, shoes, suit, right? Mm-hmm. It maintained its purchasing power. So first and foremost, gold is an insurance policy against an inflationary collapsing currency. But we got rid of that backing, for the Federal Reserve because it was cumbersome. They wanted to print more money. They wanted to make more money because it was racket. So then they just printed, printed, printed without discretion. But you could still exchange gold for international settlements until 1971 when Nixon closed that window too because we owed France a bunch of money and France said we want it paid back in gold. Mm. And a lot of people blame Nixon for the inflation we have today because he said, nah, I'm closing the gold window. We don't even have to have that anymore. Well, I understand why he did it. He said, no, we're not going to give you our valuable gold. We're going to give you our stinking currency. Mm -hmm. Right. So I get why he did it. But when he closed that gold window altogether, it changed things. So now there's no tangible backing until 1973. So in 1973, the petrodollar emerged, okay. and we're now tr- we're now back. Basically, world's reserve currency that's we're, we're basically settling all oil settlements in U.S. dollars. Built-in demand for our currency. Okay, so that means if Brazil's buying oil from Russia, well, they they're paying for it in U.S. dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, with the emergence of the BRICS nations now over the last mm-hmm. year. They're dismantling that. Which Brazil, Russia, India, India China, South Africa. China, South Africa. And yeah. there's maybe a dozen more that have joined. No, them. like more like 20 or 30 that are wow. now petitioning because. Well, just those original five, that's like 41% of the world. Yeah. yeah. And now it's, now it's, we're pushing 60, 70% of the world with all the other countries. So why does this matter? They want to change the, the BRICS nations want to be the world's reserve currency because look what it did to America. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 created this great economy, this great country, but it also created a bunch of debt because we squandered it. Yep. Right? right. We squandered our time in the sun. But you can't just step up to the mic and say, oh, uh, I'm President Xi from China and we want to be the world's reserve currency. Doesn't work that mm-hmm. way. You have to have a strong military. You have to have a strong economy. You have to have a strong political clout behind mm-hmm. you. 
Well, individually as those countries, none of them have it, but collectively they do. So first framework completed. Second framework in the financial world, for something to be born, something needs to die. Mm -hmm. Mm. So they're now killing the U.S. dollars, the petrodollar, with all these bilateral trade agreements between Brazil and China, between India, Saudi Arabia and Russia, between India and Russia, between Poland and Russia, between Italy and Russia. Now Japan is dealing with Russia and instead of the G7 nations. I mean, all of this dismantling of demand, which means we still have expenses. We still have entitlements. We still have to raise the debt ceiling. So we're going to have to print our way out of it. So now our currency keeps being devalued, 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 devalued. Inflation, they raise interest rates to slow that down. All of this goes to currencies ultimately die. Mm -hmm. So we're at the point where nobody wants our currency anymore because we've had to print our way out of it so much it devalues that it's now viewed as monopoly money. And so what are they coming in with? The knight on a shiny white horse coming in to save the day is central bank digital currency. And I'm telling you, that won't do anything other than make matters worse because they're not fixing the problem. Central bank digital currency is a digital version of paper money, but it's easier mm-hmm. to create digital money because still with paper money, it has to you have to make the paper, put it in the printing press, put ink on it, cut it, wrap it with the band and give it to the banks. Mm-hmm. There's a process where digital money... To create a trillion dollars in paper, it's hard. To create a trillion dollars on paper, it, it's just add zeros. So people are thinking, they're, okay, I'm going to start saving more. I'm going to get ahead. You know, they're putting money, you know, in a, in a shoebox, whether it's mm-hmm. your savings account at your bank, which is vulnerable to the bank, or in a literal shoebox, you know, in your mm-hmm. mattress. The question I would have is, if you could go back to 1920, you get a time machine, back to the future. We just watched the Michael, Michael mm-hmm. J. Fox documentary the other night. It's pretty cool. Um, maybe think like, okay, if you had, if you, if you had a DeLorean, you're going to go back to 1920 and you could bring something back. Would you bring back $20 bills or one ounce chunks of silver? Bring back the silver gold, Bring back baby. the silver and gold. <laughs> yeah. Because, because you bring it back. Hey, I got a $20 bill. What's it worth? A pair of socks. Hey, I got an ounce of silver. I can still buy a men's suit. So you if gold. You, gold. Uh, yeah. ounce of gold. I could buy yeah. a men's suit. If, if you could go back to 1940, which would you bring back? You'd Bring back one ounces of silver. Uh, I would still bring back the mm-hmm. silver and gold. Yeah, if you had a briefcase full of, of, of one ounce silver coins or uh, a gold coins or a briefcase full of $20 bills, you'd definitely bring back the gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though in 1920, they're worth the same amount mm-hmm. in today. If you go back to 1950, which would you do? 1960, Thanks. 1970. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to an hour ago, which would you bring back? You would always bring back the gold. So, mm-hmm. So if you would never go back in time, whether five minutes or 50 years ago, and try to get the paper money. Why would you try to accumulate the paper money now? Because I mean, it's, you, it's falling apart. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Well, it's because, not going to be worth anything. And But people are tricked. Mm-hmm. People have been brainwashed into thinking, oh, and, I, and I get this question all the time too, or this statement. It's like, Kirk, I've heard you on TV a bunch. And I got out of stocks and I got out of bonds and I'm just sitting with my money in cash in the bank. Oh, just sitting on the no. sideline. Right, because they think that that's safe because people have this weird vision of banks, you know, this big marble edifice yeah. building and this big vault door and you open it up and all these stacks of hundreds come flying out. That's not the reality. The reality is since March of 2020, banks have zero, zero. The Federal Reserve through Regulation D said banks don't have to keep anything on hand. So the the bank mm-hmm. failures that we're seeing now didn't just start. They started in Jeez. March of 2020 because – the Federal Reserve said zero has to be held back. means when you write checks or you pull money out of your savings account, mm-hmm. well, 
there's technically they don't have to have anything there. Right. So it doesn't take too much to have a run on the banks. Okay, this is where it starts to get a little bit creepy, right? Because what do banks invest in? Banks invest in the same thing that those clients that are telling me I got out and I'm sitting in cash, they invest in the exact same thing. They're investing in stocks, bonds, real estate, mutual funds. They're investing in the same things, mm -hmm. but you think that it's sitting in cash. It's not. You picture pallets of cash at your bank back behind a big door. You walk in there right. and it's like there's, there's pallets of everybody's money is just sitting there. And if you need some, they'll go back and get it for you. Correct. Mm -hmm. So this is the fallacy of, of banking. It's not as safe as people would think. And so this is why we've we've got more problems coming because they didn't fix the problem. Right. They, they actually made the 0% reserve requirement permanent. It's like, Kirk, why would anybody actually do something so stupid as to have 0% reserve requirement? They do that to stimulate the economy. They did that during COVID because if banks don't have to keep even $10 of every $100 you deposit back, they can use it all to invest. Sure. They can lend it out and make more money or do mm -hmm. whatever. That's a mechanism to stimulate the economy, but things went south mm -hmm. because of Biden's economy and his magnificent economic plan for America, right? He's, he's trying to stop inflation, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but but people, <laughs> low wages are going down. Inflation's going up. His cost of borrowing's better. going up. Taxes are going up. Right. All of that. Yeah. So people are pulling money out of the banks and it's not there. So it's really, really easy to have a run on the banks. So here's a weird thought that I had the other day as I was thinking. Mm -hmm. It's like back in the in the early 1900s, the government confiscated gold. And I get this question, mm -hmm. Kirk, are they going to confiscate gold again? It's like, no, I don't think that they are. Because only 2% of the population owns gold, only 0.9% owns silver. It's not enough for them to be concerned about. But time and place in history, gold backed the currency back then. Right. It was actually the currency. And and Roosevelt wanted to actually, after World War One, I, I mean, the U.S. economy was bankrupt. They're broke. So it's like, well, we have to issue war bonds. Nobody wanted the war bonds because they had gold. It's like, well, fine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force the issue. We're going to confiscate people's gold. So you have to invest in war bonds. That's why it went away. Mm -hmm. But what happened? The government ran out of money. So they confiscated people's money. See, gold Man. was people's money wow. back then. Today... People don't have gold as money. They have their bank accounts as yeah. money. So I was thinking, there's a run on the banks. So if they want to fix the run on the banks, how about you just suspend withdrawals on people's checking accounts? It's the same thing as confiscating mm -hmm. gold because that was currency back then. Mm -hmm. But now they can stop the run on the banks. But you would have the biggest riots, looting, protesting yeah. ever if you cause people to not be able to get to their money in the bank. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what's coming. I think they will suspend withdrawals from banks to stop bank runs, just like they're doing in France. Yeah. France, the government ran out of money and they they extended the retirement age. So now people can't retire and there's riots, looting, protests, you know, in blood in the streets. Mm -hmm. And so as the government runs out of money here, why not suspend withdrawals from bank accounts to save the banking system? Why not raise the retirement age here? Why not do other austerity measures mm -hmm. and and reduce benefits? which is all stuff that's being talked about as we speak. Well, that's why we're even hearing, like I've heard some people say, hey, you know, they went to their bank to try to get out $10,000 out of their bank. And then the banker asked them about the questions, well, why? What are you taking it out for? Well, you'll need to come back tomorrow. That's already kind of happening a little bit on a small scale. You know, people just even want to take out $10,000 out of their bank account. Well, they're, they're act treating you like a criminal. Yeah, for your own money. If, if you had a couple thousand dollars in $100 bills or 20s, 
and you go deposit it in the bank, they'll say, where'd you get this? Right. Yeah. It's like, well, it's the legal tender of the land. I've got right. cash. Right. I mean, yeah. it's not like it's criminal act to own cash. It's still the legal tender, yep. but they're treating you like a criminal. Well, if you want cash out, A, they might not have it, but B, they're going to go through the whole, what are you going to use yeah, this for? Yeah, what's for? Yeah. Why don't you just use your debit card? It's like, I don't want it. I'm going on vacation. I need cash case. My debit card is broken. Right. The machine's broke, whatever. Well, they treat you like a criminal. Mm -hmm. They have to because they need to reduce money from the money supply in preparation for a digital currency. You can't have both. It's almost like you can't serve two masters, yep. right? Yeah. So so they're getting rid of paper currency because it's private. You can't tax private transactions if people don't report it. So they're trying to get rid of that whole mm -hmm. system in exchange for something where everything is completely transparent. Everything is known. Everything is taxable. That's where we're headed. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Do your feet ache and throb in pain with every step you take every day of your life? Well, kiss those days goodbye with slippers from MyPillow.com. <sighs> How about that flimsy, flat little excuse for a pillow that's nothing but eight hours of disappointment? Causing you pain in your neck every single night. You can wake up with nothing but butterflies and rainbows around your head with a MyPillow pillow. Those hard wood floors hurting your old bones. No more with a MyPillow dog bed. Are your towels worn thin, flimsy, more patchy than Joe Biden's memory? There's nothing better than absorbent towels from MyPillow.com. For all of these products and more, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER for up to 66% off. For more great content, go to FlyOverConservatives.com.